Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another episode of the Nothing But Bull podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and as always, I'm here with my main man, Just B. Justin, what's going on? Nothing much. I'm just, I'm back visiting family in the Broward County area, which means that my belly is filled with Hawaiian sweet rolls. That's always a good thing. <laughs> and of course, Melissa, how's it going? What's good, everybody? How y'all doing? Um, I don't have a belly full of Hawaiian sweet rolls. <laughs> I'm actually kind of hungry, but we'll get to that after we record. Well, see, I just gave you something that you could like think about later on. You see, like we're on the same wavelength. Everybody's belly should be filled with Hawaiian sweet rolls. Like that's always a good thing. You're not lying. Those are really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you had those, Eric? Yeah, I've had them. <laughs> They are good, but <laughs> we are not opening this podcast on a good note. <laughs> well, it's the first podcast of Jordan year, 2023, so Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Um, we're supposed to have Andre Drummond. Uh, he's not going to be joining us, and who could blame him after last night? <laughs> We got completely hoed by the referees yet again for the third game this season. It came down, last two-minute report states that something should have been called where we should have won the game. Um, Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points on us for a franchise record for points allowed by a single player. It comes with a huge asterisk because the game should not have went to overtime and he should not have had 71 points. He shouldn't even got as many points as he scored in the fourth quarter, but, you know, third quarter referees decided if you breathed on the guy, it was a foul, and they sent him to the free throw line. Tell yeah. me, Everything went downhill after the, the first half. The first half, though, was I was – I was geeked the first half. The first half was like the best basketball I've seen from the Bulls on both ends, like almost all season. They were, they were, they were doing great. They locked him up defensively. Donovan only had 16 at the, at the half. Um, and then uh, discrepancies, lots of discrepancies for the calls, at least from, I mean, we all feel pretty much the same about that when the second half started. Um Everything, the, the, the momentum changed. The tempo of the game changed. And they were playing defense differently. They were much more apprehensive about being anywhere near him. And uh, he just did what he did, got to the line, and it was unfortunate. But they, they just played completely differently after the first half. Started getting all these ticky-tack calls. Yeah, these last two-minute reports, like, before the last two minute reports existed, like the, the the one thing that used to always like get on my nerves um, with the NBA, like just recently, like it's just given teams double technicals 
Like, uh, we're not going to, like, try to solve anything. So both of y'all are just going to get a double sec technical. We're not going to take sides. Like, what is the point of that? And now, like, with this last two-minute report, it just makes me, like, more irritated with the way the NBA <laughs> chooses to <laughs> handle problems. Or, or I should say not handle problems. Like, I look at the last two-minute report, like, trying to, like, apply it in, like, real-world situations. Like, suppose, like, you were, like, mugged right in front of the police. And no one gets arrested. And then the next day, the police uh, station sends you like a little note saying, oh, hey, you know what? We reviewed the cameras and the cameras did show that you did get mugged. Oh, and by the way, they didn't just take your wallet. They stole your cell phone, too. Like, what is the purpose of this two minute report? Like, I don't understand. Like, are, are they going to attach like officials names to it like is is there going to be some type of like thing where officials like eventually start to get fined are they going to not be able to officiate certain games are they going to be suspended i don't know but going back to that game like i just it it really like that performance just highlighted like certain things that I just can't wrap my head around. And I, I mentioned this before when I was talking to somebody earlier, I like seeing players be great. I like, I think all of us as sports fans want to see greatness it, no matter what is happening. Like if, like, even if it's for somebody who's on an opposing team, we root for greatness, you know, cause we're, we're, we're fans of the NBA, but last night, you saw a good player who was helped to be great. And I, by that, I mean, when I looked at that game, a lot of people lost sight of the fact of the, how strong of a game DeMar DeRozan had. He had 44 points. And not just 44 points. Had like a, I think it was like four assists, three rebounds, four steals, and a block. And... When you take that and you compare it to what was happening with Donovan, Donovan had 27 more points than than DeMar. You can't tell me that anything that Donovan was doing on the court was worthy of 27 more points. Like, that just does not make any sense whatsoever. And I remember, like, I, I don't know if you all saw, like, the message that I sent you about calling into that station um, earlier today where I was talking about like what what happened with that 71 point performance. And they were like, Oh, you know, Mitchell, like he's an aggressive player. He is an aggressive player, but he only goes to the line on average six times per game, a six foot one point guard getting to the line 25 times in a game. Like, so something just does not add up. And then like you have like that two minute report. And as Melissa brought out, the Bulls were playing excellent defense throughout the whole entire game. And they basically were punished for playing that same defense that they established in the first half. They were punished in the second half, totally changed the complexion of the game and the Bulls ended up with an L. So it was it was a disappointing game to watch. It was a fun game to watch in certain instances, but it was disappointing. Yeah, I, I tweeted it out when Tony Burles gave Donovan Mitchell that technical because he was clapping at him. That was him reminding Tony Brothers that he had money on the Cavs. 
And that's when the officiating changed. We couldn't play defense anymore because every trip the Cavs took on the offensive side resulted in Donovan Mitchell going to the foul line. And that third quarter it was like every time they had the ball, the foul was called. Um, they called a foul when the guy ran into Vooch and called it an illegal screen when Vooch wasn't even sending a screen. The guy just ran into him. Called two lane violations on Caruso on a Donovan Mitchell free throw to allow him four chances <laughs> to make a shot. But they missed the lane violation on Mitchell that would have been like game over for them. Now, a lot of people would like, what's the point of this last two-minute report? I know the point of it, and a lot of people don't know, is the report is used to accumulate points for the referees, crews, getting calls wrong. And once they get so many points accrued, they're disqualified from officiating the playoffs. A lot of people don't know that, and it's like, who cares because – you're not helping the team that was wrong in this. It's like they're not going to put the points back on us and give us the win. So people don't even really care about that. Um, I guess the referees get paid more during the playoffs, which is an incentive to them to try to get things right. But I've never seen an official be disqualified from referring the playoffs from this two-minute report. So I, is that even upheld? Yeah, I didn't know anything about, like, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because I did not know that. But, like, that's, like, punishing, like, punishing someone who, like, it, it, it would be a punishment if they were, like, relying on those game checks. If you're not relying on those game checks during the playoff time, like, what is that really doing? That's not a punishment. You're just not going to be able to enjoy that extra money. Like, at some point, and, like, I'm not a better. You know, I don't put any money on anything. But, like, a lot of these games, you know, people are putting money on these games. It's people's livelihoods. Like, there's a lot that gets tied into these wins and these losses, not just for the for the teams, for the players, the coaching staff, um, you know, fans who are, like, heavily involved in the game. Like, I look at this and I'm like, I, I, I don't want to see, like, the NBA turn into, like, the type of organization, like, with MLB, where, like, the umpires take on more importance than or just as much importance or and, and coverage as the overall talent that's going on in the game. But, like, a lot of those calls, it just overshadowed a lot of good basketball that was taking place. And I'm fine if you want to, like, call fouls for – for Mitchell like if you want to like do that fine just call it both ways you know there were plenty of times where the Bulls were going to the basket they were getting hammered I know like there were several calls where DeMar and Zach were going to the basket and they did not get the calls and like I look at that and of course you know there were certain times throughout the game that Mitchell was making some some fantastic plays like you can't take that away from him he he almost had a triple double scoring 71 points that's that's an accomplishment but that man was helped to be great last night that's all i'm like i don't want to see good players being helped and like made into something that they're not and 
Donovan Mitchell is a good player for the NBA. They turned that man into like David Robinson, you know, like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't like I don't know what else to say. Like he's breaking records like that Wilt Chamberlain said against the Bulls, apparently. Like, no, he does not belong up there. And I'm not gonna like gloss over the fact of what the Bulls have been doing previously with their defensive effort. That's not what like this show is about. But the Bulls played solid defense in that first half. They played solid defense in the second half, and they got punished for for playing the right way. Yeah, guy trips over Alex Caruso's foot, and they call they a six foul on Caruso, and he's gone. Poor guy tripping over his foot. Just like the legal screen that Vooch didn't set. DeMar was getting hammered, as you said. No call. It, it was blatant that it was one-sided officiating last night. It was like, it's pretty much the most blatant one-sided officiating I've ever seen watching the NBA. You can't tell me that those refs didn't have money on the Cavs. That's how one-sided it was. It made absolutely no sense. And this comes off of the game before playing the Cavs. They missed the foul on DeMar's game winner, and we don't win that one. And you could see on that shot, DeMar got fouled. He falls on the ground. He sits and he looks and he just lets it go because he's like, whatever, it's over. They didn't call it. And there's nothing he could do do at that point. So, you know, overtime came and the Bulls didn't play great because they're already demoralized because the game should have been over. They should have won the second time against the same team, and the refs took it away again. It's, it's super disheartening. We were, I think this was like the lowest we've held an opponent opponent to in the first half too. I think we held them to 47 this time around in the first half. And we all know, we all know we're pretty good at giving up points, a lot more points than that in the first half, but it's just disheartening because they really were playing lights out on defense too. But I, I am of the opinion that I don't want to blame it all on the refs. We do have to be more mentally tough regardless of like what's happening and how obvious it is with the refs. It was like, it was comical. All of the fouls that were getting called, it, you couldn't even play through an entire play. It was like call after call after call in the third quarter. It was, it was all, it was like laughable. It was laughable, but in the same token, like we're professionals, we should, they do need to keep their head in the game, but it, it's, it's, I understand why, but at the same time, like you still have to keep your head in the game somehow. You got to find a way and that I think has to come a lot more from leadership, from from Demar, from Zach, from Booch, or from whoever, from Billy. Uh, I I don't want to blame it on the refs, but it definitely changed the entire momentum of the game for sure, hands down, without a doubt. And again, I understand why it happened, and I understand why they were so demoralized. I get it, but. We have to be professional. We have to take some pride in the game, too. 71 points is like, it is a bit ridiculous. And yes, we shouldn't have gone into overtime in the first place. Um, and it is harder when you're playing like five on eight with the refs. But 
we have games we got to win here and it stinks. We, we lost like what, probably three to four games just off of like poor officiating, but it's a difference. It's, it's going to make all the difference of being like, we should be at 500 or above 500 if those games didn't occur where the officiating just affected the outcomes, but you got to do what you got to do. At the end of the day, you have to just keep, keep pushing. That's, that's my opinion on it. I agree with you to an extent. Um, yeah, like you do, like the Bulls do have to be more mentally tough. Um, and to their credit, you know, the past couple of games, even like at points throughout the year, I don't even want to say the past couple of games, at points throughout the year, there have been uh, situations where the Bulls have fought back, which is something that they have not done in years past, even in last year. Um, the Bulls have gotten better at fighting back against teams and making, you know, games, you know, just a lot more spirited, you know, and giving a lot better effort. However, I take everything that you were saying and I, I use that to look at the fact that Billy Donovan got a tech. <laughs> if Billy got a tech... <laughs> You know something's going on. Something had been brewing. And, you know, it, it has to be frustrating, you know, because, like, we, we, we all say, like, these guys should be professional. And they are professionals. And, you know, they need to, like, fight through adversity. But when you are giving your all, when you are locked in, the Bulls didn't just do a good job of just shutting down the Cavs' first option. They shut down the second and the third option on several plays throughout that first half and they were trying to continue that in the second half but for for donovan to like get a tech something that we have been talking about for a while like billy you need to like stand up for your players it got to that point where it just you know everything just came to a head you know and i, I give billy a lot of credit because we have been looking for him to show some type of motion get up on these officials because no matter what people say NBA is a subjective sport. You know, people can be like, you know, you know, it doesn't matter that much. You're complaining to officials. It does. Human nature, you need to put put thoughts into people's brains in order for them to actually, like, you know, uh, look at certain plays and adjust accordingly. But, like, you know, if I was Billy, like, this was, like, a, I'm going to show my butt <laughs> type of game. Like, after the game during presser, like, if I was Billy, I would have showed up with, like, a paper shredder. Once they asked me what the paper shredder was for, I would have told them, I'm just waiting for the two-minute report to come out because that's what I'm going to do with that two-minute report. I'm going to shred it because you all already know what's going to be on that two-minute report. But, you know, one of the things that I will point out is that the good thing about the Bulls facing this adversity and them fighting back is that they are seeing that the type of effort that they need to show on a nightly basis and throughout the year you know this team has been coming out of games starting off slow not giving as much effort as they needed along the defensive front not running plays according accordingly like how billy apparently wants to run them they need to see that you got to give that effort on a nightly basis because you can live with the result i know that people play the results but it's more the process because if the Bulls have been winning some of these games but not correcting anything, 
you would have had even bigger issues going on because you know you'd be having success and you wouldn't be correcting the things that needed to be corrected in order for this team to move forward. But I, I like the fact that the Bulls have been showing more effort and, you know, just showing more mental toughness. It's something that they are starting to break out of. There are good things that have happened in these past couple of games. Got to give them some credit for that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to stay professional and in the moment when you're facing, like you said, eight-on-five basketball like they did last night. Unfortunately, yeah. though, that's, that's what separates the winners from everybody else, though, Un- unfortunately. And I trust me, I agree with you. I, I tweeted about that, too, about Billy. Like, that was, like, probably my favorite part of the whole season with Billy is that I saw him get that bad. And that after the pre- on, on during the presser, he was actually willing to take a fine for it. The fact that we saw him get a T, never seen that type of emotion from him ever. And I love that. That made me so happy. Like, that was, like, such a bright spot for me because – Look at him fighting for his team, and that's a good example that he's setting that, like, hey, I got your back. But at the same time, I don't know. Of, of course, it is human nature to be demoralized, and you have to understand, like, the human part of it. But that's what separates a winning team, unfortunately, from somebody that's going to – a team that will be defeated by exterior forces. You can only – you can only control what you can control at, at a certain point. You know, that's that's how I feel about that. Um, yeah, but they couldn't control the games because the refs control the game. So it's like, yeah, they're professionals, but the refs are supposed to be professionals too. And they were clearly worried about their money line <laughs> on the bets. Like... <laughs> It made absolutely no sense, and it's nothing that can justify how the refs did that. I don't care how the Bulls responded to it because you can't win if the referee is not going to allow you to win. There's really nothing that they could have done. And, you know, I'm the leader of the Fire Billy movement, and people were blaming Billy last night, and I'm out there defending Billy like, no, it was not Billy's fault. Billy was pissed. Billy got a tech. Billy's rotations didn't suck last night. Um, That last free throw, he put Andre Drummond in. You put your best rebounders in to secure that rebound. He The, the presser, he, <laughs> he really, really came off as a bit of an asshole in the presser because he's like, you know, we know what's on that last two-minute report. They're going to say it's a lane violation. And what is that, a well sorry? <laughs> he said, hey, if I'm wrong, I'll apologize, but I know it's on there. <laughs> and it came out, and it's on there. So you know they're going to find him because Adam Silver does not like people talking about his precious little referees. Because let's face it, Adam Silver only cares about the money as well. So, no. It was the FU to the Bulls, and I'm sending the FU right back to the league. Because no, that was bullshit. I didn't hear Billy come out and say like he he came out and he that's what he said. Yeah, that's yeah, what he said. He, that's why if he, he said it, good for him. He's taking that's what he fine. said. He's taking a fine for it. He, yeah, he's definitely getting fined. Good for him. I he's hope he brought the checkbook and like started writing out the fine, writing out the amount, right, right in front of. Right in front of the the reporters, like you know, and 
I don't want like because a lot of people are like you know talking about Billy and a lot of people are talking about Pat and oh Pat should have done this you know should have grabbed the rebound. I don't want this to get into the blame the bull show and I know like I don't want it to come off as that's what I think that you were doing, uh, Melissa because I don't you know you brought in some good points about like they have to be mentally tough you have to fight through adversity that is just what good teams do like you were saying but the refs last night were on one and it that's a game it should not have it shot it shouldn't even gotten to that point um you know it, it, it like the, the game like just started to get out of hand uh once that third quarter started even like to, like there are parts in the second quarter where like you could see like them towards the end like okay we like you know <laughs> we got to switch things up i don't know if like they thought like people were going to be offended if the bulls came out of a win out of cleveland but um you know i don't want to like diminish a lot of the good things that we saw like there there are times to complain about what the bulls effort was there were times to com- complain about like their their actions their like their sets when they first played Cleveland, um, not last night, but the game prior to that, I looked at this game and I was like, oh, you know what? Uh, Mobley's out. Kevin Love is in. This should be a game that P-Will really eats. Because even though Kevin Love is 34, he can still he can play. But like just with athleticism alone, I was like, P-Will should, should get a, a good amount of points, a good amount of opportunities here. And the first couple of plays we saw, it was like the first three plays, Pat comes out, puts up six points right away. And then all of a sudden the Bulls like just decided, okay, that was working. Let's stop doing that. (laughs) You know, those are the types of things that, yes, the Bulls do deserve, you know, to have, you know, people getting on them and complaining, like, what are you doing? And I realized also people, you know, a, a team is not going to run options necessarily for their fourth option. But there are times where I'm like, the Bulls need to do a better job of finding mismatches and finding ways that they could get other guys involved offensively so that this thing works more efficiently. There's plenty of times that we can like lament, hey, P-Will, you got to rebound more. Everybody has to rebound more. Don't just look at the ball, run to the ball. But last night wasn't one of those games. Like, the Bulls did what they were supposed to do. They should have come out of that game with a W. Um, and again, I don't mind Donovan putting up points. I mind other guys not getting calls, too. Because Donovan made some excellent plays, but, like, you could see once that third quarter began, it was like, nope. No matter what you guys do, go to the basket, not going to call a foul. Oh, you you uh, put some heavy pressure on 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 um, Donovan, not, we're going to call fouls for that. Like, just call it both ways. I think that that's what all of the fans want to see. Just call the game both ways. Exactly. Like I said, they called two lane violations on Caruso, but you missed the one on Donovan that has allowed him to send it to overtime. And, yeah, you can blame Pat for not boxing him out. Sure. He missed that assignment. Look at the replay again and see if that would have even mattered. Because if he boxed Donovan out, it looked like Robin Lopez would have got that rebound anyway. Yeah. Not really going to 
put that on Pat because if they called the lane violation, it wouldn't happen. If they called the travel on Jared Allen when he took six steps under the basket before that, we wouldn't even get to that point. That was 12 seconds left. Yeah, with 12 seconds left. It would have been over there. They wouldn't wouldn't even matter with those free throws. There's nothing we could have did to win because the refs would not let us. We were up, what, 20, 21, 18, what, at the half? And then foul, 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 foul. Stacy on commentary seems saying, yo, th- this is this is comical at this point. He said, be careful because they're going to call another foul in a minute. You know it's bad. When you've got Billy Donovan heated, Stacy's heated on commentary during the game. It's nothing they could do. And now we're what, 16 and 21? When we should be 19, 18? And we have to play the Nets next. Shorthanded. Because Javante is not going to play in that game. Yeah, Javante's out. Tony Bradley's out, but he's not getting play anyway, so who cares? Oh, Tony but... Bradley's definitely going to lose that one. <laughs> <laughs> we need his three-point shooting. <laughs> Here, we got to play it. Kevin Durant and the Nets, who, after firing their coach, have just been great. Yeah, they'll be different this time around than the, the last time we played them. Different situation. I know. I just want us to work on our offensive rebounds too. I am not. I am not arguing whatsoever that that game totally stunk with the officiating, but we do have to fix our offensive rebounds also. I just also wish that we weren't shooting threes in overtime, but didn't have got there in the first place is the point. But again. Yeah, this it was what I think Donovan Mitchell opened with a three. So Zach tried to answer, misses it. They get the rebound, come down, scores, and they're like, okay, well, we got to hit a three now because we're down by five, and nobody can hit the shot. Yeah, I mean, when you look at this Bulls team, I know that there are people who are going to say, like, if we are relying on Caruso and Javante, then this bull this Bulls team has a lot of issues. However, we know the type of defensive havoc that the Bulls can put on teams when those two players are present. Like the numbers speak for themselves. And this the way this Bulls team, because you know, we <laughs> we we people keep like lamenting you know, um, we need to, like, rebound more. Well, we need a power forward because we don't actually have a power forward. I don't know if people, like, fully understand, like, just how much work that Patrick is doing at the defensive end. Like, people don't understand that he only outweighs Javante by 10 pounds. He is only six foot seven, 215. He's going up routinely against guys who, like, outweigh him by at least 15 pounds or more 
like to do that on the regular basis and switch as well as he does and then like expect him to knock down open three-point shots oh and by the way we need you to rebound also for us like that's like a tall ask for a player who is really just in his second year we need to find a way to um make sure that we have those guys that we need healthy and you know a lot of people are forgetting about the impact that not having ball on this team is really you know it's putting them in a tight bind because you are having guys have to step up into positions that they weren't necessarily meant to be in now i say all of that to say that the bulls do obviously need to be better at rebounding it needs to be like a concerted effort there's too many times and even during that cavaliers game which they didn't get out rebounded by that much but there have been too many times in the past where shots will go up and you just have a bunch of players who are trying to get back on defense or just standing around watching the ball instead of doing the natural human reaction of, oh, there's a ball. I want to go get the ball. Like that is definitely something that this Bulls team needs to continue to work on. But process is just as important as result. And I think that the Bulls can look at these past couple of games and especially with this last game that they played and get a better understanding of this is the type of effort that we are going to need to show on a nightly basis when we lace it up. Yeah. And going back to uh, P will, will Godley from CSGO put out an article and talked to DeMar and DeMar said like, you know, it'll start coming along for Patrick, but, we're asking him to guard the best player every night. Yeah. It's a lot of energy spent on the defensive end of guarding the other team's best player. So you that has to be considered. Like, Pat does a lot on the defensive end. <coughs> and he has been knocking down shots, uh, his threes most more than uh, usual. But they still really don't run plays for Patrick. Except for what, the other Cavs game, like the first three or four possessions were for Pat. Yep. That was it. Six points. First three possessions resulted in six points. And then it was like, nope. (laughs) It's working. Let's change it. (laughs) There There are so many, like, there are times that the Bulls do a very poor job of understanding moments because even like with that third quarter there there were offensive plays that they were running where there it was like obvious that the um calves were packing the paint trying to stop any type of of um, offense going towards the basket that's another thing that the calves did not get called for there were plenty of times that players weren't guarding anybody like it's like wait a minute you have four guys just like all on one side of the of the of the of the court. Who are you guarding? But like, I guess we've moved on past that. But there's plenty of of times where, because of the ability of Vooch to knock down open shots, I would like to see them more, do more screen actions at the top of the key, because like you saw it in that Cavs. Um, game a couple of times um, in the pa- in the past past two games, when Allen has to um, make a decision of staying on Vooch 
or guarding um, whoever the the person with the ball is, whether or not it's, it's Zach or it was Io, they had that split second moment where they could make a good basketball play of getting to the rim, doing anything that you can to neutralize those big men and pull them out of the paint so that they don't have a shot blocker. And then you can send guys more to the basket or kick out for open threes. There are a lot more efficient ways that the Bulls can handle their offense, even without having a legitimate point guard on the floor that I wish that they would capitalize. But again, going through this is we all knew that this was going to be a work in progress, not having ball on the court and having guys have to step up into these roles. And we're seeing a lot of bumpiness that's going on with the offense and understanding who should be taking shots when and where. Um, but it, there has been improvement. And I think that that's something that they can at least, you know, hang their heads on. No. Bigger picture, there has been improvement, especially, and we keep talking about it, but after the whole locker room incident, we we end up coming out of that, like three, we talked about um, three losses, three L's, five dubs after that. So that's probably like the most consistent we've seen from our team like all season uh, in terms of like effort and energy too but um i don't know i just <laughs> i hope this game does not pull us in the wrong direction i hope that what they saw from the first half of ball of what they were doing i hope that they can build off of that and not be too set back from what happened the rest of the game which was out of their control that's all i can hope for because it was such beautiful basketball to watch them play the first half. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of Justin, where you're talking about, you know, who should take shots at what time, I've seen a lot of people saying Zach needs to be taking some of these last shots. What do you guys think about that? That's hard to say. I mean, this we've always been we've always known Demar to be king of the fourth and never afraid to take these clutch shots um I think it feels like with Zach it's like if he's feeling it or not I think it's like to me it's game by game with him because uh he has to if we can get him in those good positions and he's like feeling it cool but I I don't I don't know that it's uh I don't know that that's something that I can say for every game that I would be confident to say that that should be Zach shot I'm never. I'm not interested in like who takes a last shot. I'm interested in who's going to step up defensively. Um, now we talked about this before about whose team this is, and like we said in the last podcast, well, a couple of times, where like this is the Mars team because of him, you know, his shot making ability. This can still be Zach's team, and it is still Zach's team right now. I mean, he's the one who's making the most money. So this is his team, like, and it could be solidified as it being his team if he does what he needs to do defensively. Um, and I don't want to, like, get away from what you were saying um, because it does, you know, have some merit to it. Like, who is going to take, you know, shots in certain situations? I think the Bulls just have to be a lot better at understanding what shot to take and when, no matter who's taking it. I mean, we look at those championships that have been like you have like the the championship <laughs> um, 
that's hanging in the rafters over in your your screen, um, Melissa. There's a lot of those shots that came down to people who weren't Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen making some key last minute shots or last second shots. Um, so I don't care who takes the last shot. Um, I would like to see Zach get some opportunities, but like more smart opportunities. I don't want it to come down to anybody having to take, you know, uh, one-legged shots at towards the end of games. I don't think that that's necessarily, you know, a recipe that you want to have to follow all the time. Um, I know that DeMar has done a good job of being able to be that person who is making those shots, but that's going off of DeMar from last year. I don't know if anybody really has cemented themselves as far as being that, you know, clutch player on a regular basis of just taking the last minute or last second shot. We saw Vooch hit a, a big time three point shot. I don't care who's taking the shot. Make the good basketball play and step up defensively. And that's the type of leadership that this team needs. All right. So people's argument is Zach's Zach is the one who's going to be here longest. He should be groomed for these clutch moments and he should get some of these last shots. My opinion is People didn't say when they knew Michael Jordan was getting the ball, they didn't say, Oh, Scotty should take the last shot. Nobody was saying that. You knew Jordan was going to take the last shot, just like we knew DeMar's going to take the last shot. DeMar leads the league in clutch points and clutch field goals made. He's taking that shot as long as he's here. And that shouldn't surprise anybody. And Zach was asked about it and he said he'd ride or die with DeMar taking the last shot. Well, then that's your answer then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if Zach comes out and says that, I mean, that's, that's basically like that kind of just shuts down. But people still say it. <laughs> I don't so. know. I mean, that year that, that Jordan took off, who's, whose team was it? It was Pippen's team, right? Yeah, it was Pippen's <laughs> team. Who was taking the clutch shots then? Tony Kukoc. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you know, people are going to say whatever they want to say about about certain instances. Um, but I, I, you can't go wrong <clears throat> either way. I mean, Zach has had some unbelievable plays. I like, just come into mind like that Charlotte game where he made the ridiculous uh, three-pointer to to end the game. It was a couple of uh, years ago um, off of that that inbound steal or, you know, whatever. Like, I can't remember the last action of the play. Zach has shown that he can make, you know, clutch shots before. Um, but if he's saying, hey, he'll ride with DeMar, then, like, that just shuts down whatever <laughs> anybody has to say. I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't even know that, that he said that. But I mean, that, I say that. I saw that. That argument up. <laughs> like, like the, until tomorrow's gone, this is tomorrow's team. It, it's kind of plain and simple. Even in like all the promotional stuff, tomorrow's the one that's like front and center, and like the biggest <laughs> picture on there is Demar. He he was cutting the turkey on the Thanksgiving. <laughs> artwork so 
Yeah, Zach will inherit it. Um, but for now, it's Demar. He had that one really great game. It again, it's like with Zach, it's just a playing defense. He's great on his on ball defense. His off ball could use a little work, but it's like the the effort. As long as like the effort is there, he can play defense. It's not like he can't. Like anybody can play defense, but he can play defense. He got he actually has pretty good on ball defense, but. Um, that's that's all we need from him. That's what we need. He had that really great game. Which game was that against? He was doing like it was just like a few games ago. I don't remember what team they were playing. Uh, when he had forty three. Mm-hmm. And he was he was locking people up on defense. He had a lot of great plays on both ends. But I mean, the, the effort was there throughout all forty eight. The whole time he was playing, the effort was there. Everett was there last night too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's the thing. It's like we can have like you can have like those discussions. Like the, the the fact that like people are like, you know, arguing over who should take the last shot on a team at sixteen and twenty one. Like I think, <laughs> you know, People like are forgetting what you need to focus on. I like, you know, we've said before, Zach has shown that he is improved over the years as an on-ball defender. Like he's having a a good turnaround as, you know, comparatively speaking, from what we were seeing from him at the beginning of the year. Maybe that was due to injury. Uh, maybe that was due to him not having that offseason to really get his body back into. A working condition who knows well, the bottom line is Zach is playing a lot better at defense and if he can continue that you know eventually like you said that with DeMar leaving he's going to grow into that role even more so it is what it is and it sets the tone for everybody else too they see Zach like going all in on defense everybody else is going to play with more intensity on defense too it's just how it goes it's a trickle-down effect yeah. So yeah, We've got the Nets next. Then <laughs> everybody gets stuck. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about them playing the Nets. Like we saw, we saw some great effort uh, this past couple of games. Um, and the Knicks are coming in. They're playing hot. Like, I think, what are they, won, like, 11 in a row? 12 in a row? Something like that? I don't know. I just know that they're 25 and 12. But, you know, it, I don't want, like, nobody should, like, really hang their head. Like, the Bulls have shown this year that they can hang with top teams. You know, uh, they, they beat Indiana. Indiana is a lot better than what people think. They beat you know, Miami, Miami's not a top team, but when I say top team, I'm talking about teams that like are going to be like in the playoffs. Um, they've done a better record, a better job against those teams. And they've beaten Boston twice this year. They beat Milwaukee twice. Um, yeah. So I'm not scared. <laughs> I really do think that they can do, they can do a lot with, and we talk about this every episode too. Like they, they have the talent, the talent's there again. It's just a matter of the effort all the entire game, 
effort on both ends the entire game. If they can be in sync with each other, they have, you know, if they're if there's like synergy there, they're good. Like they have the talent as long as they keep their head in the game, they ha- they remain mentally tough. Taking out all the exterior factors of like terrible officiating. If they could just hang mentally and just stay locked in, I mean, they have talent for it. They have the talent to do it. I always say that I worry more about the Bulls and how how they are going to be competing versus like the opponent. Uh, that's how I feel. That I think I I say that almost every episode too. I'm I'm more worried about how the Bulls are going to come out versus who they're playing in most cases because they have beat the top teams, but then they've also done terrible against teams under 500. It's just really, to me, it's on them. I, I hope they come out of this one ready to go. I'm more worried about the refs than anything. Will they allow us to play a fair game and win? Or are they covering the money line with the other team? So they have to make sure that we lose. I mean, obviously we're not going to be favored against the Nets, so <laughs> you kind of got to watch out for the officials. Same thing with the game after that when we have to play Philly. Who... We're playing Philly? Yeah. <laughs> Philly, those teams, like, Philly always gives the Bulls a hard... Yeah. That's one of those exception yeah. teams that, like, <laughs> in that case, I'm a little bit more worried about the, the opponent than the Bulls. Embiid is undefeated in his career against us. Mm-hmm. That has to come to an end. It just has to. Because most yeah, of mean- those wins were when we were rebuilding. At some point, you know, we did win in Milwaukee. Haven't done that in a long time, so. But I, you know, I look at that Nets team, and the Nets have beaten a lot of teams that they should have beaten. Like, their their schedule has not been, like, the hardest schedule. I know people will turn to, like, them with their coaching change and, you know, Kyrie coming back and playing more games. They've been beating on a lot of teams that they should be beating. Um, and even, like, with this last loss, I still feel like if Caruso doesn't foul out, like, we still find a way to come out of that game with a win. I am I am comfortable having a healthy Caruso to be able to sick on uh, Kyrie Irving and also Io. Io is one of our better on-ball um, defenders, too. And just not, like, stop him, but slow him down. Because you're not going to stop a, lo- a majority of these players from getting their shots up, but I, I hope that it doesn't start to get into their heads that the officials are against us. Um, I don't generally find that to be the case. I find it to be like the team that's willing to impose their will on a game is the one that gets rewarded with calls even despite the nonsense that happened last night with uh, Donovan Mitchell, if you go out there and you play your game and you just impose your will, you know, more often than not, good things are going to happen uh, for you. So 
but I'm not liking that Philly game. Like, <laughs> I don't know if we come out of come out with a win with that one. We got Utah after that, who's like started off hat and they're falling off. Boston again, and then the Wizards. These should be some winnable games. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the L against Philly. I think we we can't we can win the other game. Got the offense to do it. It's not like like the Nets have a whole bunch of great like defenders to stop anybody. Kyrie Irving does not play defense. They're still relying on Ben Simmons, who, you know, has played better this year. But it's not like they're they're necessarily stopping teams from scoring. Um, the Bulls just have to go out there and play their game. And they can be successful. Again, I don't look at them getting a win versus Philly because we never win against Philly. But I like our chances versus the, the teams that you mentioned that are coming up on the schedule. So... Three one, three one. Yeah, I think so. We, Goran will be back, right? He just sat out last game. So. Yeah, he but he played. Rest, he should be back tonight. Dragic played last night. Did he? I didn't even notice. Uh, I say we finally break the curse. I'm going four zero. <laughs> you think we're beating Philly? I'm going four zero. Where's the- that game at? Going to be played at? In Philly, it, yeah. I mean, does it really matter? <laughs> we don't we don't get home court advantage, so <laughs> they screw us out of wins on our home floor. So it doesn't matter where it's at. I have to say, we finally break the damn curse of Joel Embiid because <laughs> I'm sick of losing to him. Me too. Joel does like to talk garbage to like. <laughs> the Bulls. Whenever he yeah, plays I'm sick, I'm sick stupid, of him. Stupid meme. <laughs> sick of him. So yeah, I'm I'm going with I'm going four zero. Four zero. Four zero. I can't ride with four zero, but three one. I can get on board with three one. You could talk me into three one. Don't let me down, Bulls. <laughs> Tony Brother is officiating any of those? He better not be. (laughs) I'm a petition. Right. Uh, The petition is on my Twitter to fire (laughs) Tony Brothers from the NBA. I'm sick of his criminal injustices against teams and players. There's no way that Chris Paul should be winless in any playoff games that have been refed by him. It's like 0 and 15 or 16, something like that. There's no odds that would mathematically allow that. Yeah, Sign the petition. <laughs> so, yeah, um, who who is Philly's backup center? 
they have a backup center. I know, like, they have P.J. Tucker, but I don't know of them having a backup center. Like, somebody who is there a legit backup center? That's a good question. Let Drummond go to work and show Philly that they should have never traded him. Be really nice to get him in foul trouble. Get who in foul trouble? Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> oh. That'd be fun. Not likely. Correct. <laughs> we don't get calls. I'll root for Drummond as long as he shows back up on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dre, so uh, if you hear this, we still expect you to come on <laughs> as you said you would. <laughs> I shouldn't say shows back, like show up <laughs> for the podcast. Like I said, can't blame him after last night, but yeah, in the future, like near future. Next week. Winning winning cures all, so that is games and then big facts. Then we can try again. (laughs) But yeah, until next time, go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Then it's game over. The horn blows. Oh.